Yo, 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 it's the Game Time Show, bro. I'm Keith. I'm Steve. I'm Trevor. No, I go first, Steve. Ah, I go first. Up, bitch. I'm Trevor. I'm Sweeney. <laughs> and I'm Sweeney. We'll be your bros for the evening. What's oh, going on? This is what happens when we don't do this for two weeks, guys. What's up, guys? I mean, it's, it's, it's Steve tripping us right out of the gate. Well, I mean, why but, why does Trevor feel like he always goes first? I I deemed it second in command. Trevor did win command. the draft, Steve. He did win the density. Yeah, I'll know that that's a whole bunch of horseshit. We don't have to. Trevor's alternate host. Trevor's <laughs> alternate host. Yeah, I am the AH here. All right. So. Oh, okay. Well, Trevor did edit one podcast. Oh, and it was glorious. You you I wouldn't did know. A great job. You wouldn't know. I sliced together individual words to make sentences. <laughs> you did the Lord's work. <laughs> I don't listen to my work. I just it was beautiful. I mean, I mean, I will say that episode only works just because Danielle comes in at the end. <laughs> ah, yes, and it's just like, wait, did, did Keith leave a podcast running in the closet? <laughs> so that was because I didn't want anyone to hear you. Well, I mean, well, clearly well, didn't work, did it? Seeing a message saying, I found you guys in the closet. <laughs> Everyone just burst out laughing. It was so good. If we were going to go over like 10 topics last time during that Ramble Fest where you left us in a closet, but we realized we needed your takes on like eight of them. So that's true. Yeah. I, uh, I uh, have strong takes on funerals and divorce. <laughs> Oh, if we talk about that, I'm out. Like, literally, I'm leaving. Yeah, right. yeah, we're kicking things off with funerals. All right. Uh, wh- when's the last funeral everyone's been to? Uh, last Monday. Last Monday. All right. Pretty recent for Keith. Funeral, yeah. Is, is that right? All I will say in, on, on this topic is I'm sorry, Keith. Uh, my condolences. And uh, just text me again when you guys are done talking about funerals, and I'll be back. No, All right. Sounds good. We're losing Sheridan. All right. No, it's important. Sheridan, are you a practicing Later. Catholic? What? Are you a practicing Catholic? I think no. he is. Definitely. I know, if I know Steve, he is a practicing Catholic. What? Okay. Well, this will be directed at you then, but don't take <laughs> <Yeah>. it personally. <laughs> if it's- <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't I don't get the whole open casket thing. Like it's so <laughs> fucked I- up. Uh, guys, I'm literally going to mute myself and my computer, so please text me when we're done talking. Well, this, we will get you back in here. Don't worry. We won't spend too long on this. It's like... What, what don't you get, Keith? It's just a dead body in a box. Yeah, exactly. Like, who's that for? Because it's not for the fucking dead body. Well, no. And the entire funeral isn't for the deceased. It's for those left behind. Yeah, and they want to see a fucking dead body? It, it just looks like a Madame Tussauds like version of the person. You know what I mean? And okay, then, I'm going to yeah. put a pause there. Your voice is starting to crackle. Oh, good. This is a different microphone, so I don't know what to tell you. It was it was coming in good and it was going out. Didn't mean to ruin the flow. You sound like 
uh, an early version of Auto Tune the News. Do you have a different laptop? This is it. You want to try calling in on your phone? I am on my phone. Oh, I thought that was different. Oh, well. I'm back. I I had you guys on audio still just in case you were talking shit about me. If you drive over to Sheridan's, I think he's got a mic that he's using. I saw right through that. I was ready to talk shit, but I was like, oh, Sheridan's going to be listening. Yeah. Actually, for for like a minute, I wasn't. And then I was like, yeah, I should just listen in. Okay, good. I got my best singers in before you came back. (laughs) I'll hear him on the podcast. (laughs) So this ties Uh, into video games, of course, because we... Keith, did you remember to press X to pay your respects at the funeral? Casket open or otherwise? No, so... We were at the funeral, and then the funeral people, who that's a weird-ass fucking job, let me tell you. You just, like, run funerals. They're, like, as they, re- as they like, released us from our seats, they're, like, now go and pay your respects to that open casket. Here's a fucking little stool you can lean on so your, your head's as close to a fucking dead body as humanly possible. And we're all going to watch you do this. Was this is this the first time you? Uh, oh, what? I think we had the same question. Was is this your first funeral, Keith? Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> uh, is this your first open casket funeral? I have been to uh, five funerals. This would be my second open casket, um, but this I just don't get it. Like, what's the fucking point? Like, when I'm dead, you can put me in a trash can. I don't want anyone feeling, like, awkwardly leaning over my dead body as they look at a waxed-up version of my 90-year-old self. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's fine, but not everyone feels that way. Some people like the tradition. Mm Mm-hmm. So fucking, like, the tradition. Like, this is what we did in, like, the 1600s. Like, move on. We have fucking full motion videos now to remember people by i don't need a look at their dead body so keith do you want like uh us to put you as a hologram like a tupac hologram for your for your funeral i told daniel i was like throw me in a trash can do not put me in an eight thousand dollar box that you're gonna bury in the ground like trash is excessive i do think you get a fine for throwing a dead body in a trash can (laughs) yeah what if at at least a fine (laughs) <laughs> maybe a police visit <laughs> in in a weak ass attempt to try to try, tie this back in a video game what happens if we went all black mirror and we threw your body in a trash can but then we uploaded your consciousness into the video game world right is that yeah. is that where all the dead bodies are going to go in the future Ooh. yeah what's that called soda sopa yeah is yes that, is that what it is <laughs> or is that the place from south park yes it well, sounds like it. the plot of space jam 2 What's oh really? What's the place from Black Mirror? What's that called? What's that episode San, called? San Junipero. There it there is. Oh, I was close. I was really close. I didn't watch many Black Mirror, but that was one I watched. Mm. That was a good was one. Freaky. It was a good one. It was freaky. But just saying, so that's you... what you'd like after you die. I, I'm supposed to not have any thoughts on this, but Keith, I've already had one thought. That's too many. Keith, go. Sorry. Just. Fine, burn me up. But like in so in like Stephen Avery's backyard, you know, I don't want to pay for it. <laughs> so you wanna end up in Manitowoc, Wisconsin? 
<laughs> in Stephen Avery's backyard. How are we going to get you there? Specific, Keith. Just, yeah, for someone who doesn't want us to put a lot of work in. Yeah. <laughs> now we're now we're no, like, a corpse over state lines. <laughs> yeah. We've got a lot of demands. Yeah. <laughs> the air equivalent of Stephen Avery's backyard. Just burn me for well, free. No. Air. I, I so got, do you want to be burned or do you want be your body to be put in a trash bag? Either or. I just don't want to be put in an eight grand box. All right, so let's let's spend eight grand on uh, plane tickets, hotel rooms to get to Ohio. Let's weekend at Bernie's, Keith. We're not taking a plane with a corpse. Well, gonna, well that's why you weekend at Bernie's. Him onto the plane, and then yeah. get him to Ohio, and then put him in Stephen Avery's backyard. Not with the empty middle seat policies a lot of airlines have now. That's never going to work. All right, we'll do well, a road trip to Cedar Point and bring Keith along. Yeah. We're going to bring him on the the uh, what was that Millennium Force? Millennium Force. Him and Sweeney will both, he'll be already be dead. Sweeney will die on the way down, and then, and then we'll be good. And then we'll have two weekend at Bernie situations. All right. Uh, Keith, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I think we, we've got a good plan moving forward. Keith yeah. is dying tomorrow, so like the, the middle seat policy thing will probably be gone by the time Keith is dead. This is a terrible plan. I mean, we could feed you to pigs locally and not have a carbon footprint of driving all the way to Ohio to do it. We That's could fine by me. Dissolve fine. you in acid with uh, the right. Fine. We'd watch Breaking Bad and we'd figure out the right type of barrels to use. You know, we'll, we'll have to watch. Don't all, do it in the tub. Rewatch all of Breaking Bad because if we just watch the one episode where they're melting bodies, it's going to look very sus. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you got to watch as long as you watch Fly. And then they. Fly is the cover episode. Carbon footprint we're working on. We're working on our digital footprint as well. There's one thing you need. Don't buy it all together. You know what I mean. Let me let me ask this. It is it is your funeral, right? Right. Um, and you've been you had the ability to plan it out a little bit, uh, and you're gonna set up. You know, during um, the procession, kind of the wake area where they've got you know some like a fruit punch bowl and some like cookies and coffee for you to grab. But they, we'll have like a little console in the corner where where people who are paying respect to you can see the game that you want them to play. What game would you pick? Wake. Good question. What the fuck is this? Why do I, what, what do you I, mean? I like pin the tail on the donkey? Like what? No, no. Like what? Cause it's one of those things that like, oftentimes people are trying to say like, Hey, if it's a life well lived, these are the things uh, that they enjoyed doing while they were alive. And so if you had to pick the one game that you would kind of say like, this is like, you know, much as like this was my favorite book or favorite movie, this is my favorite game, and uh, you know, kind of paints a picture of who this person is, was. Is Keith gonna have time splitters too at his funeral? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Describing an obituary, and I want to go back because Keith, I think you're describing a wake. No, I was both. I had a, I had to go to the wake, okay. and it was open casket. The funeral, the funeral. Okay. Where this it was is more involved than I've again. ever been in a funeral. I'll, I'll be honest. And then it, and then we went to the church for an actual like Catholic service. Okay. But anyway, because <laughs> at the church the casket is typically closed. I thought. Yeah. It is, but the the like uh, funeral people did this weird little dance with the uh, casket at the front, like right in front of the altar. They like went back and forth like six times. It was really weird. 
with like the right. casket on wheels. It was fucked up. Oh, like know. a six point turn to line it up right? <laughs> no, well, like a six point turn and then then forward and backward like six times. No okay. turning at all. Just like do the cha cha, you know, y'all. You know when someone's on like a on stage and they're like touching hands with all the audience and they're going back and forth. It was kind of like that. Um, but but Trevor, to answer your question, I think I would have. Uh, I don't know. Like, what's it? Because you you want it to be a crowd pleaser. If you had a game at your fucking wake or funeral, you know, like a multiplayer game, right? I mean, I I know you don't want so to easy to get into too. Yeah, I, I know what I do. I just I just throw up some smash. That's all. Mm. Well. Yeah, I mean that would be mine, but I hate that I'm even saying that because I hate this discussion. Yeah, when well, you just gotta you gotta get a plan ahead. That's TV. what's important. You're gonna die one day. We're live forever. Fuck y'all. Yeah, we're like we're about halfway through our lives. I think these conversations are important. <laughs> no, we're 30, 30, what are you, thirty-three? Almost. Dude, yeah. Almost. He's 32. I guess Stan might be halfway through. <laughs> hey. Whoa. <laughs> fuck you, Trevor. Uh, I, He's the one that brought it up. He I invited that. Maybe I he knows something that I don't. I don't care. I'm sticking up for my birthday, my birthday twin. So. My, my my dad keeps saying he's gonna live to into his nineties, and I'm like, if I make seventies, you know, I'll be happy. Oh yeah. I mean so this is Keith's midlife crisis going on. Yeah, that's that's what the, <laughs> we're catching. Keith's I eat a lot crisis. of fast food chicken sandwiches these days. Honestly, same. This is Keith's three quarters life crisis. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, I got Burger King delivered to me because I wouldn't walk the block to the restaurant to pick it up. Oh, oh preach! <laughs> it's 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 only getting worse from here. <laughs> oh my god. So Keith, had, how did you like the soundtrack of the Catholic funeral? Because there's some bangers that they play at Catholic funerals. Let me tell you. We're, we're got a time delay. That sounded perfect. Holy, holy shit. The lady at the funeral, she sang so well. Like, I'm not even kidding. She's the best singer I've ever seen live, and I've gone to mm. fucking concerts. Her Ave Maria. <laughs> Humble brag. Her Ave Maria was fucking life changing. I got goosebumps. It was been so, to concerts yeah. and funerals. I, what a life! <laughs> Truly a life. Well yeah, so lived. overall, a pretty positive experience, huh? Yeah. Other than oh. the fucking dead body, I had to stare down for six hours. <laughs> you know, cards on the table. I'm a I'm a bit of a lapsed Catholic myself, but uh, if there's one thing Catholics do right in my mind, it's funerals. And art, but you know that's a whole other. Wait, so is everyone on here Catholic but me? I'm not Catholic. You're not Catholic. Okay, I'm I didn't not. know what, what was it CDC growing up. I think yeah, I brought it was this up before. We all went to the <laughs> Center for Disease Control. <laughs> oh right, might as well have been. It was CCD. Yeah, it was. I have no idea what it stands for. Okay. So. Oh man, and I also. But it, it was the thing after after class. You'd be like, "Hey, are we all hanging out?" And everyone just was a ghost because they had to go and do their their whole little like you know kids midday church thing. Uh, I think everyone I else was, hung out. I think just no one wanted to hang out with you. I was Ooh. literally the Ooh. only one who wasn't confirmed. At low that blows time. tonight. I know, right? So I so everyone went up and ate that wafer, and I had to cross my arms and get like a 
really half-assed blessing from a priest. Mm. I was confused, you know? but like I have not practiced. Oh, also the priest, like he has that little like golden fucking uh, bowl thing that he keeps the wafers in, and at the end of the uh, ceremony, he like poured holy water into it, dumped it back into the wine glass, and then drank it. It's fucking weird. <laughs> do Do you think you can buy those wafers on Amazon? Just get a big bag of them. Like if you went to think. if you went to a, like a football party and someone just had a bowl of like little like uh, church wafers, would that be appropriate to hand out? We know what Trevor is bringing to our next Super Bowl party. I feel like you have to get them from a, a religious source. They, yeah. I, I feel like I, Amazon wouldn't have them. I, just we would think priest turns them into the body of christ yeah exactly. <laughs> what, do I, what do i call them jesus but they gotta be pre-approved no. <laughs> Hold, i don't like, know what you call them but it's not hmm? jesus cookies would it, would it be wafers i think communion, Com- wa- communion wafers <laughs> I think right jesus. right jesus cookies communion wafers whatever um mm-hmm. but oh uh, hell yeah yeah you can get these things <laughs> How much, Trev? What's a hundred pack cost? A uh, package of five hundred, eleven bucks. You're not very good. Catholicism. Yeah, could polish up a bag during an episode of Seinfeld. I love it. If I'm, are those pre? Like, has a priest blessed those? Is that what happens with them? I think just Bezos blessed them. Yeah. No, but like, how much would a He's priest God. charge me to get those blessed, and then I can sell them out the back of my car? Body I don't of know Christ. That, you know, I was about to say I don't know that a priest would partake in that, but priests have partaken in far worse. That's yeah. true. If, like, yeah, I mean, I think most priests, you, if that's the worst thing they do, they're just giving the body of Christ to more people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bet. I bet it's a break even. I bet it's twelve bucks for a pack of five hundred. And they're going to charge you twelve bucks to do it, and then you're just so. Then after when you sell them, you'll be making a profit. How do I get one of them things that they shake with the incense in them? Oh, those yeah, the uh, the incense holders there. Those things are wild. Those things are dope, though. Yeah, like I would be a really bad like altar boy because I'd probably swing that thing over my head and just like trying to get all like Mortal Kombat with like it. A, like a fox. they all they go five hundred dead or left. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, they all look like. They're from like the 11th century or some shit. They probably are. I don't know that they're still making them. I don't know that they're not. Really? I just don't know that they are. You know, <laughs> they probably made all that they need to make. It's not something people keep buying. So yeah, I could see that. You know, because churches are popping up everywhere. Well, this isn't the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> all right, it's. <sighs> so Keith, what are you playing? Yes. We didn't talk to you last week. So what, uh, are, you pl- what are you playing? Oh, I've been playing uh, my arcade cabinet mostly. I spent a while figuring out how to get uh, Crazy Taxi to be uh, widescreen. Ooh, nice. They have an anamorphic widescreen setting. So okay. Does Crazy Taxi like work with the joystick and the buttons like that? Was Crazy Taxi yeah. actually first an arcade game? I played it in arcade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I play it in the the Dreamcast version, so that one was played with just a controller. So yeah, the arcade joystick and shit works really well. Mm. 
Oh, and speaking of priests, I picked one up in Crazy Taxi today. Got him to the church, and then I picked up four mimes and did not get them where they needed to go. Do you think he was going to a funeral? You know, you win some, you lose some. That's the game of Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Um, the only thing that matters is you get to listen to the offspring. Yeah, the offspring fucking bangs, man. Yeah, that was, the, that was what made that game slap. My favorite part about Crazy Taxi, just the experience, was that like two years after it came out, um, GTA 3 came out and Crazy Taxi was essentially completely there as a 1% of the game type minigame. Yeah. Yeah, there was no need for Crazy Taxi after no, that. N- never again. Yeah. Until now. Was Crazy Taxi also only a Dreamcast thing? Um, it eventually came to like okay it's like other consoles but yeah since it is a sega game it was dreamcast first from i mean i had a dreamcast and you know it was it was slim pickings for games but i do remember that being one of the few that i jammed on pretty hard yeah i mean it's a great little like the the main mode is only three minutes long well, you can get additional time if you successfully bring people to where they want to go. But like, it's such a it's a quick little gameplay loop. You know what I mean? So it's really fun to just jump in, play a couple rounds, and then fuck off. So it's kind of what I have time for at the moment. Yeah, and that's what the arcade cabinet is for, right? Is it still in the garage or is it downstairs? downstairs it's at its final resting place you bring it in through the poor store down there hey, that's right. the box that's going to be your final resting place yeah <laughs> there you go just uh just put my body in there but keep the arcade cabinet in this house and when daniel sells it when oh. i'm dead oh, well, oh, trev. alone Ooh. trev you were talking yeah. about how uh on the dreamcast and how crazy taxis when you remember uh, I don't know if you guys remember, we rank and filed the Dreamcast on this very site. Yes. And I just looked it up, and Crazy Taxi was the number one game number on the one, Dreamcast. <laughs> oh my god, that's a terrible selection. I like <laughs> Crazy Taxi, but like... But if that's your if that's your peak... Yeah. I think that's the game that all of us non-Dreamcast havers played at yeah, houses right. of people who had Dreamcast. That's a big part of it. Yeah, it's like, what else can we do? This is fun. It's like, oh, that's pretty much like, it. I don't, I don't know. know. Jet Force Gemini, maybe, if you have the patience to learn. You mean, no, like that. There's Jet Shenmue, Jet. and then there's Sonic. That's it. Jet Grind Radio, I think, is what you mean, Steve. Oh, certainly, it, it was, yes. <laughs> wasn't, there a, no, uh, wasn't there a Sonic game on Dreamcast? Yeah, it was Sonic uh, Adventures, yeah. right? No. Sonic two Adventure Sonic 2. Two, two of them. I only played the first one, which was... Oh, Sonic Adventure was the number two game on here. Okay, okay, then that's probably would have been my. Where's Hydro Thunder? Uh, Hydro <laughs> Thunder's number four. Nice. So what's what's three? Shenmue? Am I pronouncing Soul Caliber? Soul there Caliber. Soul and Tony Hawk Two, rounding out the top five. Okay, that's not a, even a. That's a pretty decent a Shenmue list. There. I could never even play that because the game would freeze like like right after the opening cutscene, so I never actually got to play it. The Dreamcast sports games were good. Those are the NFL Two K, uh, NBA Two K. Game. I was going to say, there were a lot of those in the list. Right? Liked, uh, More than I expected. For the football game, it was revolutionary because you could you would call your play on your controller because, you know, couch, oh, yeah. couch, uh, couch opponent 
football games were always kind of dumb because like, oh, I can see the playbook you're leafing through as you call your play and I kind of know what's coming. Well, not if it's presented in uh, the Tamagotchi thing. Yeah, the, the, the binary like <laughs> 20 by 20. I remember split. that. Yeah. But I also but didn't, I didn't know, know anything about calling. football. Yeah. <laughs> so if I was trying to make plays, I was just like, I, you know. You mean that child we'll do babies? this one with the arrows go that way. Yeah, and then you had your little child babies for your for your Tamagotchi. I can't remember. You would breathe them or something. I don't know. That game... That game only worked because it had a great soundtrack. Everything else in that game was just absolute dog shit. Well, but, sounds like we don't need to draft the Dreamcast. <laughs> nope. PS1, though. The next mm-hmm. one? That, Is that the plan? It was on the list. That oh, was yeah. a topic. <laughs> I, I think that's something we should try. I, I don't want to push for it too soon after the N64. I don't want to overdo it, but I, I feel like that would be another one that's worth trying to get some rankings out. I'm sure there's a big old selection to go for there. But Sween, what have you been playing? Uh, not much different from last time. Still like right at the end of Twilight Princess. Right at the end. Are you playing right. it right now? Uh, no, but I, I just killed Zant right before we started this so now it's just head into the castle and and face off with ganon and and that's it because i did all the side quests and everything so that's probably going down tomorrow and uh and how have you felt like it's been stacking up like just it's great yeah it's it's exactly what i'm looking for it's like i remember i think it starts off very slow i think you're you're kind of can't do very much for a while until you get a few temples in and you can finally switch between uh, being a wolf and Link, and uh, you can start warping around and, and doing side quests, but once you hit that point, things are, are great. I'm enjoying it. Very nice. Anyone else been playing anything new? Anyone else finished anything? Stanley, you know, we finished Breath of the Wild, but that was on the last podcast. I f- well, I hadn't finished it when we recorded last time. I'm oh. ready to finish it. Um, but my takes on it didn't really change after finishing it. I think it's a great game. I think more than anything, it's a nice demo of what Breath of the Wild 2 could be. Because I think there was so much about Breath of the Wild that was really cool, and just a little bit that really pissed me off needlessly. And who knows? It's, you know, it's Nintendo, it's Zelda. They might they might say, not not even we haven't learned our lesson, but we have no lessons to learn. Look at us. We've been making these games for, for 35 years. We know what we're doing. Um, that said, there was a lot of cool stuff in that game that if they brought forward into another game I would enjoy. And there's a lot of shit that I don't need to see again in a Zelda game. Like getting the boomerang only to break the boomerang uh, and rinse and repeat, you know, 40 times. It should be a cool thing when you get a boomerang in Zelda. I don't know. Call me old fashioned. But I I liked the game. I I really did. The final boss was not difficult at all. It was uh, really easy, if anything. Um, Especially having gotten those four. That's what I'm going to say. Previously, I, I think that that's kind of the point. Is when you get those four guys, it's like, oh, now I've got the power to kind of just breeze right through this. I don't know if that was yeah. intentional. Honestly, I'm fine with that. I, I feel like too many uh, games have this huge difficulty spike, and, and you hit the final boss, and it's like, this sucks. Sure. This made me go from liking this game to hating it. So I, I'm, I'm totally, cool with some totally, of them being like that. I'm totally with you, Sween. I've played so many games that I've invested so much time in that 
um, the, the difficulty spike just is insane at the end. I'm like, I put this much time in it, and I'm still having trouble. And some of the best games for me were games like Breath of the Wild, where the boss was, yes, yeah, super easy. But, like, another one off the top of my head is Final Fantasy X. I played so much of that fucking game. The final two bosses I cleared in two hits and three hits, respectively. Oh, yeah. Well, That's- well it's a bouncing act, too, Don't right? get Trev started on FF10. <laughs> I will refrain. I'll hold my tongue. I've said my piece on Final Fantasy X. It doesn't deserve any but, more of my time. Yeah, and we all know you're wrong, so continue. If you want a harder <laughs> challenge with Ganon, just fight him earlier in the game, you know? It's, yeah, right. Totally, option. That would require a second playthrough for me. Um, and don't get me wrong, I actually don't mind that Ganon was easy. Um, the, the beefs I had with the game were mostly that the front end was so difficult. There was so many needless deaths that I had um, running from point A to point B and like getting seen by the wrong Moblin scout guy who just lit me up with an arrow from across the screen or whatever. And oh, forgot to save um, recently because it's it's 2021. Okay, the game came out in 2017, but point being, uh, oh, here I am. Uh, the game's reloading. When did I last? Oh, you're fucking kidding me. 10 minutes of walking ago was where I'm reloading from. Um, just that sort of shit. It it got better as it went on. There's no question in my mind that it became a playable and then enjoyable and then very involved game. But the length of time to get there is is really that's a hurdle in my book. Um, so what are you what are you hoping for in the sequel? If you if you had to make a call on what you think this game could lose and what this game could add in to 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 give it a better experience. That's I mean that's a good question. I don't know, and I guess that's why I'm not necessarily uh, qualified to be a game designer. But <laughs> the You're idea, just qualified to podcast on it. I, well, like, I, so, so for instance, for instance, and I like briefly touched on this the last two or three episodes ago when we were, uh, my kid was crying, and there was a, I don't think you guys understood what I was saying. There's several, there are shrines throughout the game, right? There's 120 of them, and some of them you literally walk into and discover, and others involve this very intricate level of, of exploration and detailed puzzle solving to, to get to. But what bothered me was that the reward factor on those very difficult-to-find shrines in my book should have been a better reward, and maybe a nice piece of equipment or a, like a, a, a helmet that prevents burning to death or whatever. But instead, what I found was some of the most involved shrines were like, that's great. Here's an opal. Here's a piece of amber. Here's a weapon that has 20 attack power that you're going to either save because you don't want to break it because it feels special, or you're going to break it right away. And it, either way, you're not using it is the, is the point, I guess. When, you're, when all of your weapons are so fragile that you, you cycle through them like clockwork, you're you're not using them for any length of time, either because you're saving them or because they're breaking. So it's like, except for the master sword, I don't know. There's, there's no single weapon I use more than a few times. Yeah. I would definitely love to see a smaller selection of weapons that last longer, that are more important to you. Um, We definitely like a map that feels, it doesn't need to feel as, as physically big, um, but it needs to feel like busier. It needs to feel like there's more like urgency for me to do things, more secrets for me to find. Uh, that was one of my big pet peeves of this map where it just didn't feel like there was that much for me to do outside of like a few specific towns and then just a shit ton of shrines that I'm on the hunt for. It, it's been a while, obviously, for me since playing it because I played it right when it came out. 
Was there a big incentive on getting all the shrines, all 120? No. Okay. I mean, I, there, there may have been a prize for doing so. I didn't do it. So I don't remember. I just did it because uh, I was sick of doing it. It's, was it a co- was it's it a thing? costume. Uh, it's like yeah. it's a costume to make you look like the NES link. Right. Okay. Mm, that, I, that makes sense. By the time you've done that, you've explored every nook and cranny of the game, begging the question, what are you wearing that costume while you're doing? Right. You're, you can also get it from an amiibo, which is what I did. All right. <laughs> you, uh, you wear that costume I, while you look for 900 Koroks uh, yeah. That's, yeah. out in the wild. Yeah. yeah. So I... <laughs> Holy from what I remember, I feel like the when I did anyone else get 120 shrines? I got them. Yeah, okay, you did. So Trump, yeah, you got, I did. It, you got them, and you still felt like the map was not was there wasn't much on it because I felt like with the 120 shrines, I don't rem- or I, I don't remember feeling this map bo- is bothering me that there's not enough on it. I think what what it was for me was. You only really had like a handful of solid towns and locations, and I wanted those to be more. I also wanted that there to be the sense of mystery when I was like running around. Like when I'm going through um, a big world, like I'm on the lookout for anything that piques my interest, mysteries or things to explore. And I didn't really get that with this. Like, sure, I would see a shrine, but when I compare that to like, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 and you know there's every little trinket you see in that map might lead to larger stories might lead you to new and interesting people same things for truth with Skyrim or Witcher like all of these games had very colorful maps with a lot of different um, things to explore in them I just didn't get that with this yeah it was it was a very desolate world to the point where especially early on. And I know that's the point you wake up on this plateau where no one's seen you for a hundred years or whatever. And it, it later ties into the story that, Oh no, that he's been put on that plateau to, for his own safety and sealed in a shrine. So of course there's no one around there, but yeah, it just felt, I agree Trev, very desolate. I will say I've, I've ragged on the beginning of the game for being needlessly hard. And I kind of said that the end of the game was almost disappointingly easy. There's a really cool, what I'll call middle section of that game where you are running around and that world is not yet small and you are exploring things and climbing the, the highest towers and seeing with your telescope, the next tower you could get to and having no idea what awaits you at that tower. And, you know, the first time I traveled in any given section of the map, it was really cool. The problem is as you fill out that map and start having these fast travel points everywhere, you're right. The map shrinks completely. You're going back and forth to the same three or four uh, great fairy fountains and uh, goddess statues to upgrade your stats. And like, you know, why would I ever go back to general location A, B, or C when I already stood on the tallest tower and looked around and didn't see any new shrines? You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just bring, just make the map more live. It doesn't need to be larger or, or the same size. I'm fine yeah, with it was, being smaller. And I also... I was impressed by the scope of it. There were... Oh, yeah. I put it 60, 65 hours into that game and absolutely there are enormous chunks of the map i never saw mm-hmm. um but the fact of the matter know, is you really didn't miss anything by not seeing them. yeah that's kind of how i felt after so there's a there's a mountain in the bottom right called like mount lanyaru or, or lanyard or something and they make a big deal early on it's right after you get the zora domain they're like there's a shrine up there there's rumor has it there's this uh hot springs there's oh but go be careful if you go up there you go up there 
there's this blue serpent guy flying through the sky. It's one of the three in the game. And he's infected and covered with all this shit. And you go through this lengthy process of jumping onto these updrafts with your glider and, and doing this really cool pseudo boss battle where you're shooting parasites off of his back and he keeps moving and there's just so much going on. I wasted like 20, 30, 40 arrows doing it. Finally killed him was like, that was awesome. This is going to be a kick-ass ball of a shrine. And what is it? It's a fast travel location, as all shrines are, but it's at the top of a mountain in the middle of nowhere because the whole point of the top of the mountain was it took forever to get there. It's not that there's anything up there worth traveling back to. And again, what did I get for it? Like a frost spear that had like 20 uh, attack power or something. I, I don't know. I And that's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would like to, those things to be changed in the sequel, and I'd also hope, and this is kind of like what I think people have been speculating on, that it becomes weirder. The same way like Majora's Mask was weird talking of time, I want Breath of the Wild 2 to be the weird cousin or no, sibling totally. to, to this. Keith, you, were, you weren't on last week. The, the take I had, and I, I don't even think it's that hot, but I know some people disagree, was that Super Mario Odyssey was actually a better, more fun, more rewarding game than Breath of the Wild. I mean, you're talking about an A-plus versus like an A or, or whatever. I'm not besmirching um, Breath of the Wild. But Super Mario Odyssey was just a game where at all times I was having fun discovering something, doing something, unlocking something, winning something. And maybe that's a cheap dopamine hit. I don't know. But... There were just long stretches of Zelda where I'm running around doing nothing or hoping not to die that were not present in in games like Odyssey that I think do a slightly better job of that. But yeah, I mean, for me, I spent probably ten times as much time with uh, Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. I uh, Odyssey never really uh, pulled me in. Like I beat it, but just barely and i haven't gone back since i don't know why but uh breath of the wild really captured my imagination well here's a game i think all of y'all need to check out yakuza 7 oh boy like a dragon just beat that one fresh off it's uh, the, the closing scene hasn't even finished yet so they're still like unpacking the story but i, I get where it's laying down this is a game I definitely think anyone who wants, anyone who's had a hankering to like, oh, I, I want to play a JRPG, uh, definitely check this guy out. Um, I do not think it matters at all if you've touched a Yakuza game in the past. I certainly haven't. I don't feel like anything's been lost on me because new protagonists, new characters, totally new story um, that does new tie in. New play style? Yeah, I mean, you were seeing me play at the end. It is, it is a turn-based play style. It is a little bit more... Um, uh, similar to how uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake was done a little bit. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it hit everything I wanted to. It, it, it is at times it's like really serious and, and you know, kind of delivers that like almost anime style level of drama uh, where it gets real over the top. And then in the same way, it, it, in, in its serious tones, it will come back and then it will be the craziest, silliest crap you've ever experienced um so it's just it is constantly entertaining tons of mini games i cannot explain to you how many mini games there are in this um that will constantly distract you from trying to beat it um i can't for a whole week now i kept on being like all right now i'm going to finish this this is the time and then four hours would burn by while i was like in a batting cage just committed to getting the final score or the highest score on that 
So I heard from Gagnon. This is his what he thinks is his contender for the game of the year. And I got to say, I think I agree with him. Um, I, I definitely feel like this could be a game of the year contender. We will see Resident Evil 8 comes out next month so uh, i have high hopes for that one but this was definitely a satisfying guide to finally reach the finish line and unlike persona 5 where i finished at 100 hours for that guy it was just like thank god this is over i will definitely go back in and start like doing the new game plus stuff so there you go there you go (laughs) check it out i i love that i i've heard nothing but great things about this game and i'm looking forward to playing it one day it's it's just yeah a one day thing i don't know if i will go back in and play the other yakuza's though i think i'd be more interested to just watch like some sort of youtuber recap on the story um but part of me is just like i don't need to go right back into this world again there's other stuff to do so i feel like there were uh similar high praise for yakuza zero like above the other six games in the series uh and, and that's the one that i played and beat a few weeks ago and it didn't drag me in, but uh, I also didn't really like the whole beat 'em up combat thing that was uh, part of that. And maybe I would like the JRPG more. So I'm still interested in Like a Dragon. So it's delightfully meta in that our, our main character, who you can't really help but love, um, Ichiban Kasukura, uh, he he is such a fan of um, Dragon Quest um, of those video games that he. <laughs> sees the world as if it's a it's an rpg um so literally when you get into fights he sees himself in like armor he sees his uh you know his his uh friends getting dressed up as a mage or something like that and he sees the villains change but you're still in a city setting um but he he's just like he he's such a fan of the video game series that he constantly relates the world around him to the construct of a jrpg so it's really kind like of it's it, such a like it's such a playful they like point, yeah they use like point of view uh, framework bullshit to to make it a classic turn based JRPG and, and yeah and the thing I think is hilarious about it is that none of the other characters in the game get it <laughs> they're just like he's just like oh my god everyone's changing can you see this they're like no dude but you know what works for you I guess <laughs> so that's yeah that's the main way to do that style of combat and pretend it works within like the real world where mm-hmm. no one's just like, uh, waiting to take punches. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other thing too, is like, and this doesn't really spoil anything, but the game opens up with the main character serving 18 years for a crime. He didn't commit. Um, and then coming out as like, you know, a 40 year old, um, uh, really just started the game. So the idea is the past 18 years, he's been in the quinker and, I'm assuming that's when all the other Yakuza games took place. (laughs) So when he comes out, he has no idea of any of the characters or what has transpired. So, you know, if you haven't touched the other games, you are totally in sync with where the protagonist is at. And you're just like, well, like, well, if he doesn't understand everything, he's just as confused as I am. So I don't know. It kind of works. Yeah. So if if anyone needs an entry into the, the series, this works. Yeah, I'd, I'd heard that Yakuza 0 also made a good entry point to the series because it's a prequel. It's called Yakuza 0 because it takes place before Yakuza 1. Um, but like Sweeney, I just couldn't get into the combat in that one, um, despite its high praise. And unlike Sweeney, I stopped playing after about 45 minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Sweeney, I don't need to go back and finish that one unless like I'm really overcome by a desire to do so. Like I'm not missing much or... Yeah, if that didn't grab you, I wouldn't recommend going back. Say no more. I'm good. 
<laughs> it is a very funny, wacky game, but we'll, we'll see. Maybe the RPG uh, style there, works uh, better. Are yeah. there still adult mini diapers? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, that's yeah. in Yakuza 0, too. All right. I mean, as long as they have a calling card. The, uh, oh. You said that was maybe the game of the year, but uh, in just a few days, you know what's coming out is MLB The Show 2021. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know Potential if you've seen game the cover, of the year. I don't know if you've seen the cover art on that thing, but uh Fernando Tatis Jr. is flipping his bat like a boss, and it just gets me jonesed up to play some video game baseball in a way that I haven't been since like Keith and I would play in my in one of our basements in two thousand and five with them. Are we playing are we doing video game baseball? Because I'm in. Yeah, let's all do it. Let's in. we're doing it. Yeah, if you have a Xbox. I think it's crossplay. <laughs> it, it's cross <laughs> he was in? He's out. <laughs> oh, it's crossplay. Okay. Yeah. With, yeah, I believe so. I think so. Yeah. I played. I played, let's see. In like 2015, I played. I think I played. I think it was the show. Uh, 2013, because I got it for like three bucks at GameStop. Naturally. And I made obviously made myself as a as a member of the Red Sox and hit Ugh. like 60 home runs and terrible 300 RPIs. It was great. It was just, great, but I played a full fantasy season. team. Uh-uh. What's that? No, just go go ahead. <laughs> oh, um, I uh, I enjoyed it. I remember being like, this was, it was the first game, like baseball game I'd played since like the N sixty four days with like the Slugfest and and uh, Ken Griffey Junior baseball, and uh, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. So what? I, I'm in. I'm all in. I, I have a very serious question, and I don't know if this is a sports thing that I don't get. Why is it called the show? Well, when you get called up from the minors, you're called up to the show, baby. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I didn't know if, like, you win it and then someone gets, like, their own sitcom or something. I got very confused by that. That also happens. You go to the White House <laughs> and the president says, would you like to be on NBC or ABC? And the MVP of the winning team gets to decide. Uh, it's always it's Wednesday nights at, at 1030. <laughs> they bury the show. But, mm. yes, you do get your own show if, for being the uh, World Series MVP. <laughs> Who could forget um, Big Poppy's show? What was it? What was it called, guys? Help me out. It was, uh, like, it was called. Um, it was called uh, DDH, which was Dad Designated Hitter. It was about. It was about David Ortiz. That's right. It was about David Ortiz and uh, starting a family and uh, all the wacky hijinks they would get in. Um, oh, remember, I thought uh, it was the Big Poppy theory. They uh, they canceled it. After that, I got a laugh. Thank you. That got way more of a laugh than it deserves. Hold on, I want to hear what you have to say, but first, fuck yourself, Trevor. (laughs) (laughs) You may continue, Swing. Oh no, it's too late. I I was stepping all over your joke. I'll uh, I'll move on. I I didn't hear. What did you say? (laughs) And just like fuck right off, Trevor. No, it's a big poppy theory. Yeah. Well, he was yeah, he was exactly World Series MVP Trevor. twice, so he did get to um he he had he had two shows. Yeah, you're thinking the other. There you one. go. I will say I do appreciate that the cover is showing a bat toss because we always think of MLB as being like very like boring and and risk averse and uh, everything to keep the youth from actually uh, paying attention to it. So. You know, embracing something like that. Uh, it is, it is players good. showing some attitude. All of all of those things you just said is still Major League Baseball, but th- I think that's a different. Yes, question. I I could. 
but it is just nice to see. I mean, no, I didn't. I agree. Didn't Major League Baseball force Sony's hand and say, "Look, if you're if we're going to keep licensing this to you, you have to allow Xbox to release this for free on launch day because we're so desperate for for buzz on this game after a oh, pandemic tank season and just general horrible numbers." Like yeah, there are MLB fans forced are, the hand. Whoa. There are Sony fans who are upset about this. Like, what the fuck? This was one of the only exclusives worth having a Sony PlayStation Five for. Was like I would have got an Xbox if, right, if right. I knew that was there. Yeah, for free on launch day with game. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel really bad for those people with PS Fives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a tough life for us. Yeah. Oh wait, shit! I would need a PS Five to play this game. God damn! Oh, I but can you can you bat flip in the game? Is that? It? Oh, I'm sure it's. Oh, I'm sure you can. Last year. Hope there's a bat flip button because oh my god, I want to flip my bat on every. Oh, it would just be it would be a, a every pop out. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> It's like the button in MVP to charge the mound. I'd hit it every time, mm-hmm. and you didn't even get to see it. You just get your player toss. There's a button, but I have oh, to do it. Can Art, you charge Pedro? And strikes. Oh yeah, you can charge whoever you want to. Yeah, but you're gonna get tossed on the ground. I mean, so that was well. If I remember, what was it? The, the one of the last and only baseball games I watched was it Don Zimmer runs out yep. and, and yeah. just gets. <laughs> I didn't know how we thought that was gonna go, but. <laughs> He gets his ass thrown on the ground for sure. Mm-hmm. So if you could do that in the game, that'd be pretty fun too. I'm just saying. Well, he was he was bull rushing a very nimble man, and I don't <laughs> think he was prepared for just the quick sidestep. I mean, yeah. yeah, just that guy looked like that would have been the first time he had shuffled that quickly in the last 20 years. So like, there was no way this was going to end well for him. Man, I people were, I remember people ripping Pedro for that, and like. Sort of justifiably, but but Stan, you're absolutely right. It was mo- it was mostly a sidestep. It was mostly uh, a sidestep and just directing lucky. his. If like, if that was the Tampa Bay Rays, fucking Pedro would have shot the old man. You know. Yeah, it, like it, the devil Rays. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the um, like, what are you supposed to do when you're taking a ball rush like that? Yeah. You, you, I don't care if the man's years old. Like you can't just take the hit, take a like a Zion Williamson charge from a man twice your size. Yeah, just plant and and take the hit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Draw the foul. <laughs> Draw the foul. Uh, speaking of bull rush, Trev, I've been playing Hades, and I'm in the middle of my my best run yet. I'm really feeling this one. I think I might finally beat Hades on run number forty. That's uh, that's the number. Yeah, I, like I'm. Too. Yeah, I'm only on. I've only done. Th- I think I'm in the middle of my third attempt, and I'm probably going to die in the middle of the second level again. Um, but mm. if I can beat it before level or try twenty, then I'll consider it. A, a, a consider it a win. I don't think I beat it before twenty. Before, um, have we talked Hades on this podcast yet? I don't think so. I think you just started. I did, but so. you've played before. But I guess we. Talked, like, I have played before. Like I don't remember talking. From- I, yeah, I just I had a cracked version. So then when you picked it up, I was like, you know, what? I really should give these guys my money. Uh, they yeah. deserve it. It's a great game. Um, so and and it's so, definitely replayable. So Hades is a game. Keith, do you, have you played Hades? Do you know of this? Have you heard about this? I've heard Isn't this really good about this. I haven't played it. The only I've only heard you and Trevor talk about it. All right. So let's pretend you're playing Super Mario Brothers and it's your first time playing. And, Ooh, I just took a warp pipe. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
You just you discover okay. what what all this is. You're jumping on a Goomba, but um, and right away you you die because whatever it's your first time playing. Shit, I'm supposed to beat however many straight levels it is, like what forty levels or whatever to beat it the traditional way. But then when you come when after you get a game over, when you come back to the sort of the pre level one screen, um, you can use some of your coins that you've collected to like upgrade your stats a little bit. So the next time through, you run just a little bit faster, or you jump just a little bit higher, or you know you start out with fireballs or, or something like that. And eventually, you, you you keep entering and dying and entering and dying, but you're getting farther and farther along in the game every time, in theory. And you know the 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 intention, the, the point of the game is ultimately to to beat Bowser after eight worlds or whatever. Just because you reach Bowser one time doesn't mean you're guaranteed to reach him the next time. And also, Bowser is your father, and you're stuck at a desk job that you hate, and. Uh, the whole game takes place in hell, and that's Hades, basically. Mm-hmm. And you just want to see your mom. You just want to know, yeah, see her, learn who she is, etc. Um, it's really repetitious, repetitive, but it's really addicting. I, I don't, I don't know if I respect it as much as I'm playing it, or if I like truly love this game. But I just keep playing this game, and I suck at it, Trev. I'm so bad. I think it really comes down to, I mean, not that I'm like a big fan of roguelikes, not that I know a lot of them pretty much outside Kev Cole's hack. Um, oh, yeah. But like, it really comes down to the um, perks you're picking up along the way and how you're choosing, even though they're coming at you in a somewhat random fashion, making the best use you can and building um, your 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 stats in a way that's going to be in your yeah. favor. That's that that I feel is like the trick, and then sometimes you're just going to luck out and you're going to build the perfect one that like totally supports your playstyle. Totally, and I think you've got to. It reminds me of a deck building game. Like you, you have an overall strategy going in, but you're dealt certain cards, and you just have to make the best of of you know what you can with those cards, so to speak. And then later on, as the game progresses, or as that run progresses, you're going to want to pick cards that are maybe complementary to the cards you already have, not necessarily cards you would have wanted to from the beginning. So right. I, I think that's a great way to put it, Trev. The other thing that I forgot to mention about this game, Keith, this Super Mario game, is if you're playing through Super Mario repeatedly, it's going to get very boring. So instead, what happens is you advance through the levels in a, a randomized order. So you never quite know what level's coming up next. Keeps you on your toes a little bit. Um, you still oh, ultimately... You've, you've, Goombas are going to spawn where Koopas spawn sometimes and, and things like that. And that's, I think, what that's a roguelike, right? I mean, that's... Yeah, it's it's a pretty solid soundtrack. It hits the dopamine receptors in all the right ways, especially also getting your points and, like, using it just to furnish your, your home base and make things look prettier and make it feel like you're advancing. I don't know. When games do that, I always really... That, that shit appeals to me. I don't know why, but it does... If you just give me a home base to like level up throughout my gameplay experience, I'm probably going to stick around a little longer. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. Maybe maybe are you going to play it tonight? I'm. I have a run paused right now that is my best run yet. I've got the, uh, the shield. <laughs> I've got um, a duo with uh, with Athena and somebody else that makes bosses hit me for ten percent less damage, which is huge because bosses are always what kills me. I can handle the levels. It's always the bosses who kill me. Um, you know, I, I could go on and on, but it, whatever, no use describing this because soon enough I'm going to lose. I'm in the temple of sticks, the, the fourth world of, of four. And mm-hmm. 
really looking forward to, to reaching Hades for just the third time yet. And do I have what it takes to beat him? I don't know, but we'll see. Just I believe in you. Just kill those skulls first. Yeah, they come out. Those things are they're bitch. That's all <laughs> I remember. But uh, yeah, we'll see if I can get to the end too. So this is a game too that's made by is it Supergiant? Um, the guys who made Bastion, which is a yeah. game like 10 years old at this point that I absolutely loved 10 years ago. And I had never heard of, of what those guys did next. I'm sure they've done something in between this and, and uh, uh, Bastion and Hades, but I think they did Transistor. Okay. Um, which I heard was, eh. I think I have it on steam actually. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I heard it was eh. Anyway, blanket recommendation for Hades across the board. I think it's like 20 bucks to download. I, I was a, Continue my streak of buying physical copies and went uh, sprang for thirty for the the Nintendo Switch cart, but it's it's a lot of fun, you know. I, I'm not good at it, and I'm still having fun with it. So, yeah, I feel like this. That's a game that I definitely would would play and want to. I just haven't got around to it. I've been I've been slacking on on my gaming lately. In general, have you been playing anything lately? Um. I mean, Twilight Princess still, but I took a, I took a, uh, a like week or so break, week or two week break, and then played for a little bit the other night, and then I haven't picked it up since. Yeah, and I think you, you took a break from WoW too. Yes, yeah, haven't played haven't played WoW in a bit. Um, yeah, it's fine. Take take a little step back. You've been busy watching the Marvel movies. I was busy watching the Marvel movies. I've actually played a lot of mobile games, just like dinky little mobile games. Uh, I have a, a baseball game that I've been playing on on my mobile, and and an old NES football game on my on my cell phone too. <laughs> so that's really like that's really my extent of gaming. I I think a lot of the guys we were playing WoW with, it's kind of tailed off. Um, so there was talks of maybe trying to do another MMO. It only took twenty years. Was that? I said that only took twenty years. Hey, hey, if anyone wants to do DC versus online, oh, no. I'm there. Let's all make superheroes. Um, now, hang on. You said DC Universe, and Steve's watching Marvel movies. So yeah, are we ready to transition the Game Time Bro uh, media into just another soldier in the war of uh, nerd shit fanboyism? Yes. I mean, that what was about always our, our path. cinematic universe? The Game Time Bro CU? The GTS VCU? Yes. It starts with Space Jam, Keith. <laughs> Keith, was that just a, a, a well-done uh, dramatic pause, or was that a pause that you had to think about that those words lined up right? You know, it's a... I'm still at that funeral mentally. Oh, <laughs> I was so glad we went away from that fucking bullshit, and now we're back. The Catholics will do that to oh. you. You know, they'll just they'll get in your head and make you think about death, think about life, Catholic think about what you love, the Catholic. think about the people you love. You want to talk about divorce, Keith? Or uh, no? I, I mean, yes, I do. Um, we don't I, have to burn it all out on one tick. Well, that's the thing. Is like, could we save that for next episode? Please, I don't want to be on that one. <laughs> that's a nice tease. That'll keep people coming back. <laughs> I just, I have, uh, I have a very specific strategy <laughs> for getting divorced. That I, that I, no, 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 no. Just, it's just, around. It the sounds topic. like you just like I know how I can 
it, you just lean the groundwork that it, like I can fake my death because then it won't be a thing because there's not going to be any body because I'm just yeah. specifically request no Don't body. Don't put me in a box. Don't hide physical yeah. evidence of me. Yes. I think you're just like planting the seeds for you to just run away from everyone and everything. This is yeah. Keith's going to disappear on us one day and we're going to see all, all the clues are there. Yeah. <laughs> give you all the clues. <laughs> and then like it's going to be 20 years I'm just going to be like um, in w- w- what Baja California or something like that on vacation <laughs> and just see Keith walking around <laughs> just give each other polite cool. nods and move on with your life yeah <laughs> well it's I, I think it will be like the ending of uh, Dark Knight Rises and just I'll be the Michael Caine sitting there <laughs> you see us keep just chilling with Catwoman and then I raise a cup of coffee and walk away yeah, that's that's one ending, and then the the alternate ending I was picturing is uh, more usual suspects, like where you know Keith is just gone and has been for a while, and and to to cope, one of us just puts on old Game Time Bro episodes and listens, and like we're sipping something and just drop it on the floor as we hear in very plain terms, like this is exactly how I'm going to fake my death <laughs> because oh, he's yeah, he's making it very explosive. So Final Fantasy fifteen, huh? <laughs> All right, well, if we're not ending on divorce, uh, Steve, give us your hottest Marvel take. My hottest Marvel take? Yeah. Um, None of that vanilla shit we can get online. Okay, okay. I want to hear, like, uh, I would fuck Thanos or something cool like that. No, I wouldn't fuck Thanos. All right. He would literally kill me. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, if it's Thanos, you're not fucking Thanos. Thanos is fucking you. Like if like I don't care. Uh, you want to talk about divorce? I don't know, Keith. Don't Honestly, know. yeah, I kind of would rather talk about divorce. Yeah. All right, you guys talk about divorce, and I'm gonna leave then. Um, Mar- Iron Man two sucks. That movie sucks. There's a hot take. I guess maybe it's not a hot take. That's a Iron that's Man. a standard take. I think. I think people I, easily kind of rank it in the bottom like hey, quarter of of Marvel I, films. I <laughs> yeah. watched it. And I was like, wow, this isn't as bad as I remember. My expectations were so low that, you know, that C-plus of a movie was enough for me. So, so I ranked it a, a straight D, but I also did all my rankings in context of the universe. So, like, Iron Man 2 isn't a D movie. It's probably, like, a C-plus movie in general. But in the cinematic universe, it is the worst one by far. I'd give Thanos a straight D. Bye. Oh, Again, nice. I I love you, but Thanos would give you a straight D. It's all about the yin and the yang, the balance, the give and the take. He's, this whole thing is fifty uh, fifty. Oh, you think you think Thanos would be a sub and Dom? Yeah, he says it. I think okay. Iron Man Two is definitely better than Thor Two. That is, My that is absolutely incorrect. <sighs> Thor Two. <laughs> nose diving hard, Keith. Send us out on a divorce strategy. Okay, so here's my strategy. You guys were on a hot take. I was ready. All right. Talk divorce. I'm muting myself. All right. So <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. Well, here we go. <laughs> and I, I find so often someone decides to kill their spouse instead of getting divorced. You know, they're like, well, I, want, I don't want to give up the kids. I don't want to give up my house. Yada, yada, yada. Somehow I think my life's going to be better fucking killing someone than just getting divorced because that would be shameful. So I've already told Danielle, look, if you want to divorce me, 
But you're like, I don't want to lose the house. I don't want to lose the kid. So I'm just going to kill him. Just tell me and I'll just give you everything. Okay. I like, I like the, where this is going. Uh, you are right. And Danielle is right. <laughs> I'm just so, trying to be pragmatic. And it's just, Danielle, you get it all. Please don't, don't kill me. I feel like this is a roundabout way of saying, I don't want custody of the kids. <laughs> just, I mean, there's like at least two things you've said tonight that imply you want a fresh start, Keith. No, 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 no. I'm just saying I'd rather lose everything but my life than lose everything and my life. I think Keith needs to go to dad camp. He just needs two weeks of dad camp. What is dad mm-hmm. camp? I would love to go to dad camp. Uh, that's what I don't know what it is, but all right, we can it's take out a business loan and start this. <laughs> do dad camp. <laughs> Do we get to sing Raise You Up on Eagle's Wings every night? Yes. <laughs> but I think it's just, just two weeks for, for dads to just go and just not be bothered by anything and they can like play on their arcade cabinets and uh and play their crazy taxi and just uh No, Dad Camp Dad Camp you would learn to build an arcade cabinet. There you go. I, I think, there you go. I think you're describing business trips, Trev, but uh COVID <laughs> took those from us and here we I was are. gonna say this sounds like Keith's life already. look i'm just saying lots of wives killing their husbands instead of getting divorced is it is that the gender balance on those true crimes (laughs) this is you know based on my i'm sure it happened so crime pod i think keith is watching like snapped or or something on the oxygen network like uh women who kill Yes. Like those style shows, and not like, <laughs> you know, the the typical one, which is always the guy killing the wife. Yes. Well, I don't want to kill anyone, but I also don't want to die. But you will kill if it means you don't have to die. No, I will <laughs> give up my condition. house <laughs> and my children if it means Danielle won't kill me. Do you think would she you- will? Would you give them up instead of going to marriage counseling? <laughs> well, is it remote or do I have to go into the office? Well, you've got to go. There's nothing like an in-person connection. So what about COVID? Now I'm just going to die anyway. Well, you're, you're all vaccinated. No, I'm half-vaxxed. You're half-vaxxed. Yeah, I'm a halfy. So is the Next coach. week, I get my second peg. Same. Oh, all, all next week. What day? The twenty first, Evie's birthday. Well, all right, this got weirdly (laughs) doxable. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine, whatever. Dox away our three listeners. You guys excited for new Pokemon Snap? Yes. When does that come out? Thirtieth, like two weeks. Wow. I'm not excited for it, but you know, I'll buy it and play it. What's like the the Pokemon that's the hardest to capture? Do we know? Articuno? No, it's probably some crazy fucking Gen 8. Uh, like yeah, I can't Kula. keep up with them all. I don't even give a shit about them anymore. Well, I tried playing the new one. I didn't care. I didn't Goddamn care. Gen Z Pokemon. Fuck. <laughs> Are there any Pokemon based on like hair dryers or anything like that? Um, there Give are, it time. I'm oh, sure we're going to uh, get there. Dry there on. There's a Pokemon <laughs> based on 
Uh, he's a little uh, like electricity. He's like a, essentially a source of energy, and he can transform into a washing machine. A uh, oh, the lawnmower, lawnmower, or uh, an oven, or the is uh, um, pouring. Actually, this just sounds like oh, look at that! That's absolutely <laughs> That's Pokemon. That's cool. Porygon is based on a hair dryer. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Uh, All right. That's so his name is Rotom. R. It sounds like Banjo Tooie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Because of the washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And the bird. I mean, I think just Pokemon is just not not a fun franchise. It's just I don't it. I can't really put into words how much like how boring I I got the new one. I thought this was going to be a time to get back into the series, and it was. You're just Learned sitting there the smashing the same button over again. There is no challenge to anything. Either it's it, Pokemon's way too overpowered, in which case I'll just go back and grind my Pokemon some more. And then the challenge, I guess, is just trying to catch them all. I don't know. Always has been, baby. Always, ha- I guess. As a kid, cool. it worked. As a kid, I loved those games, and now I'm just the like the new. Well, now you can't even catch them all. <laughs> oh, not even a fraction of them. Yeah, I mean, there's a billion of them now. But yeah, the newest game—the newest game was, in my opinion, as a guy who's played a lot of Pokemon, great. But it was easy. But also, most Pokemon games are easy. Not Pokemon Go. That shit was hard. I I had to start playing Pokemon Go when, like, a week when it came out, and I was just going out for lunch breaks, walking around the the city streets, and then without knowing it, I accidentally punted a homeless guy's like beggar's cup. Sending like money and coins flying all over the sidewalk. Oh my god, dude! And then that's and then like I the start of like, a movie where you switch places with him. Yeah, yeah, that is a low point that I didn't know about in your life, and I'm <laughs> glad that I didn't until just now. Yeah, it felt pretty bad. But then, like, I immediately went to go pick up the cup and scoop his change and stuff. I was like, so sorry, so sorry. But then he told me I had to put money in it. And, like, I didn't have anything on me. I just was going around for, like, my walk. And I'm a millennial. I don't carry cash. And it was just, like, I just just had to awkwardly walk away. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And just got to keep catching my Pokemon. I you just, didn't. you should have just palmed, like, a dollar bill and then put it back in, you know? <laughs> just give well, him back no, his no. own money? Or, yeah, do you know any sleight of hand? On the show advocates stealing from the homeless to give back to the homeless. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's not stealing. It's just getting credit where credit's not due. That's stealing so that's valor. What to, that's what we want to bring to our GTSBCU. <laughs> that's, that's how we want to start this. No, it starts with Space Jam 2. Okay. Oh, which okay. already has all of Hanna-Barbera in it, apparently. Doesn't that look <laughs> Yes, it does. Like, the one thing it had for it was, like, the weird 2D versus 3D. Yeah, like it embraced di- dynamic. Why, and now they got rid of that. Yeah, like they're making all cartoons now 3D-ish. I don't I just give me my Roger Rabbit like that that kind of animation style. It's really pleasant. I like it. Um I also I just don't get I I don't so is it like do they get sucked into the Warner Brothers like IP matrix? Pero um framework. <laughs> 
But instead of an afterlife, you just get to hang out with like the Flintstones and uh, the Iron Giant. I, I feel like you guys are talking about this like the first one made sense. And that one was real stupid and bad too. No, it, it, I mean like it. No, you're, you're right. It Muzzy was. That I I, I think that so doesn't right. make it not stupid and bad. <laughs> he just says Muggsy Bogues to justify Space Jam being legitimate. I mean, but yeah, you get you it, like I think that movie LeBron James than Muggsy Bogues. <laughs> no. So, no, so yeah, this movie's probably going to be. No. You don't get that He's a significantly bit better all... player when they're all walking through the hospital and everyone gets taken out when they go through an awning except for Muggsy folks because he's too tiny. <laughs> I mean, that's and it's just like, that's, that's like li- trailer material. You're like, you watch that. You're like, Oh, uh, that one's going in the trailer. Um, no, and you're right. The first one made no sense and it works. And I don't know why, but I just don't think that this one's going to work. I also don't get why Don Cheadle is seemingly the God of this of this weird Warner Brothers Matrix. If anything, why not? Back. Why not make him why not like what happens if the backstory you was think that Bill Murray after... wants to be in Space Jam 2? <laughs> the gut did Garfield. He did Gar yeah, exactly. Garfield. Um uh, but if if he, if you if you have to retcon this and say like his character is no not his character. Let's do Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is because he was he's he's Michael Jordan's um, what assistant new assistant manager or something I don't yeah yeah um, he's just a bumbling mess and he's trying to find him throughout the whole movie but like he space the whole movie yeah I I say it like he has been obsessed trying to find the Looney Tunes world um, since the events of the last <laughs> movie and 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 since that time he's recreated in this virtual matrix so he not Don Cheadle would be like this like God avatar. If you were to go into this world and I would like him to be our villain. Let's tie it back into the first one. Do well, we know? It Michael... sounds like you have to see the second movie to find out how that all yeah. ties together. Do we know Michael Jordan's in it? I feel like you'd have to make a cameo, right? Unless this is supposed to be something entirely fresh. Maybe he just pops in. Someone splices in his, uh, the clip where he goes, <laughs> and that's his contribution to the movie or or the classic uh, new meme since the last dance which was I took that personally yeah. no I do think you're going to see in this one um, a number of other NBA players and it, it's just been a well kept secret which ones are going to be in it because that was okay. the case in the first one right like I feel bad I don't know who plays basketball right now they, well, they, there's been some there's some from the trailer some like uh, some no, I wouldn't. I don't guess they're not necessarily leaks, but like they showed shots of like uh, Damian Lillard, uh, no, Davis. No. Don't eh, that kind of brings a bell. Was Chris uh, Paul in it? I don't know about Chris Paul. Oh, the uh, the Clockwork oh. Orange guys. Uh, Yogi Bear. Yep. Um, the Jetsons. Scooby Doo. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. literally all of Hanna Barbera. This they're is pulling <laughs> so much shit it's, from that. That's great. Already doing is they're 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 doing Ready Player One, but with like under That's the guise of a say. kids' basketball movie, and it's just so at this point, like the real reason this movie is going to work, if it works at all, is just because they think like, well, it's just going to be this this lovable IP mashup that everyone's like, well, when else are you going to see this? But that's isn't that like all of culture at this point is like the same. There's six companies competing to own 
all the IP that has ever existed, and they're like, "Oh, what weird mashups can we do that, um, you know, you'll never see the Star Wars guys uh, uh, take on Batman because." But it's all happening in the background too. It's not something that's like, oh, yeah. But that's the that's you're describing our our life and our culture. It's all just background noise. That's all Space Jam Two is going to be. That's it. I'll be seeing it opening day. Yeah, it'll be great. It's going to come straight to streaming, and that is a movie that is made for day one on streaming. Let me tell. Oh yeah, is it? Is there? Is it not going to theaters? No, it is. It's doing that HBO Max thing where they do both. Oh right. When is Space? But I, I, yeah, Space Jam Two. Oh. (laughs) Probably. I think. I think HBO is doing once a month. They're getting a movie out. So if this month was Godzilla versus Kong, which I will watch soon. Um, sure will. Uh, I think this might be the uh, the May movie, um, in which case, still a little too early for me to get Fingers in crossed. theaters. Um, I would love to go back to theaters again, hoping to go back in June. But the theater down the street from yeah. me fucking closed for good. Goodbye, ArcLight Theaters. Um, Hopefully, the one near me, the, the few near me that I went to, which was Embassy right on Louis Street and uh, Apple Cinema in Cambridge, are both supposed to be opening up soon. But I was talking about mm-hmm. I was thinking talking about this the other day uh, with my coworkers. Like, I'm oh hi beep. Um, I admittedly, I probably I mean I'm not still not comfortable going to theaters. I probably won't go until Fast Nine and Black Widow in those few weeks at the end of June and early July. But like, I probably should be fine with going to a movie theater because essentially when I'm working in a restaurant. Um, I know, Beef, you have things to say. Um, essentially, when I'm working in a restaurant, I'm really in a movie theater. People aren't wearing their mask. I'm there in a small, enclosed space for a Oh, it's worse. Of time. People and I take talking and shouting right. and you right. know, I take my face to face every so often to like take a drink or to eat lunch. And that's about the same amount of time. And then I put it back on. So I really oh, yeah. feel comfortable going to a movie theater, but I, I just don't. I mean, I hope you all have fun getting on a plane next. <laughs> I've done that twice so far in the pandemic, and both times it definitely was weird not. as fuck. Yeah, definitely not ready for that. Um, oh, I've been flying to movie theaters this whole time, guys. <laughs> flying to Dubai to watch Fast Nine in my in my private movie theater. No, just me. Okay, just you. Well, I think we put Keith to sleep. No, Daniel yeah, is watching a movie right next to me, so in the theater? keeping myself <laughs> muted as much as possible. What are we watching, Keith? Yeah, you guys in which movie? Bye Bye Birdie she's watching. Classic. Ooh, classic. Hi, Danielle. She's just fucking... The audio's at full blast, Keith. and she's demanding I... Conrad, do we love well, him? Do we hate him? Where uh, yeah. do you stand? I mean, I'm surprised you're not in the closet, Keith, but... I have a strict no watching movies based on the same IP that a Blanchard middle school play <laughs> was done on. Were you doing all that talk of funerals and divorce with her sitting right next to you? Bullshit! What time is it? Time to get wild. Somebody bring me a mirror.